Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Catherine Morehouse. American demand for electric vehicles is rising, but a big issue for buyers is the fear that there aren't enough chargers on the road. So in 2021, the Biden administration set a goal of installing half a million public chargers by 2030. To do that, the White House secured $7.5 billion in federal funding from the bipartisan infrastructure law. But two years have passed, and the federal money has yet to build a single charger. So today, Politico's James Bacallus breaks down why EV infrastructure is taking so long to build. It's Wednesday, November 29th. So the United States has around 180,000 EV chargers today, and that's up pretty significantly from when President Biden took office. There were around 95,000 chargers when he came into office in 2021. But even so, Americans still consistently say that the lack of charging infrastructure is one of the main reasons that they won't buy an electric car. In fact, the federal government itself estimates that the growing demand for EVs is going to require 1.2 million chargers by 2030. In a bid to address that problem, Biden has set a goal in 2021 of installing 500,000 public chargers by 2030. And he worked with Congress that year to secure $7.5 billion in the bipartisan infrastructure law to help boost that effort. Now, it's been two years since Biden signed that bill into law, but not a single charger has come online funded by that charging money. And you're reporting that states and charging companies primarily blame what sounds like is a quite sluggish, I think it's fair to say, EV charging rollout on these kind of complex funding requirements from the federal government. Can you break down those requirements for us? Yes. So the bulk of the $7.5 billion in the bipartisan infrastructure law is in a program called NEVI, the National Electric Vehicle Infrastructure Program. And the way that program is structured is that the money flows through the states. So that means each state needs to set up their own kind of processes for contracting and setting up construction of these stations, which can be a complex process, especially given the fact that many of these state agencies hadn't worked on EV charging or any kind of EV infrastructure before. And then layer on top of that, there are these federal performance standards for the chargers themselves. Those are meant to ensure that the chargers are standardized and reliable, that all these federally funded chargers are working when drivers pull up to use them. So those requirements include everything from having a credit card reader to having the steel in those chargers be built in America. On the one hand, states are trying to work through all these contracting issues and then on the other hand, the industry is, has also taken some time to ramp up to these performance standards. So that's been sort of at the root of the delays in getting this, this funding out the door. And the Biden administration says that this timeline, the pace of this rollout, is pretty much to be expected given all of these requirements and getting a brand new program off the ground. 
But there's still some frustration in the industry, given that the industry and the Biden administration share the goal of trying to get EV adoption going as quickly as possible. So kind of it sounds like amid all of this web of complexities and funding requirements, there are just two states you've reported that have started construction on EV charging stations, and that's Pennsylvania and Ohio, which is perhaps a little bit surprising given that states like California have a much higher rate of EV adoption. So why were those two states in particular able to get ahead on this when others weren't? Yes. So, you know, I spoke to the Ohio agency that's coordinating their EV charging money from the federal government. And the main reason that they cited that they were able to be the first state to break ground on charger funded by the NEVI program was sort of years of planning and siting work that occurred well before the bipartisan infrastructure law even passed. And they were able to get that charger Construction started on that first charger in October. Now, the Biden administration is pointing to, you know, Ohio and Pennsylvania to show that there's a lot of enthusiasm for this funding in red and purple states. That being said, we found that 27 states and D.C. are still well behind that. They haven't even moved to solicit bids to build these chargers from the private sector. So that could push installation of their first chargers all the way into 2025 and beyond. That includes states like California and Washington that are well ahead in EV adoption, and they're trying to make sure that this federal charging money fits into their broader EV infrastructure strategy. Let's look at the politics of this a little bit. You noted in your story that, perhaps unsurprisingly, Republican critics have seized on this issue to attack Biden's EV ambitions. What are they saying and what could the potential consequences of their rhetoric be? Yes, so definitely Republican critics have seized on the charger issue to attack President Biden's EV initiatives. Former President Trump on the campaign trail, who has relentlessly attacked President Biden for his EV initiatives, has argued that one of the reasons that the federal government shouldn't be supporting EVs is the lack of charging infrastructure. And on the Hill, you also have conservative lawmakers who are already trying to strip funding from the charging programs that were created by the infrastructure law. So all of this could spell some trouble for President Biden heading into 2024 as he seeks to make half of vehicle sales electric by the end of the decade. And he's really made EVs and fighting climate change a key tenant of his re-election campaign. Also, a new analysis from the Energy Department says California's Salton Sea could help the U.S. meet its growing need for lithium. Lithium is critical for manufacturing battery storage and electric vehicles. And the analysis released Tuesday found extracting the mineral from California waters could boost the administration's climate goals, while also reducing U.S. dependence on China. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com slash power dash switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. And that's our show. I'm Katherine Morehouse, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Today's program support 
is provided by Chevron. Progress means producing renewable fuels for today's fleets. Chevron intends to grow their renewable fuels production capacity to 100,000 barrels per day by 2030. That's energy in progress. Learn more at chevron.com slash renewable fuels.